Thanksgiving is, uh, you know, one of the things that we celebrate in our country every year. And, uh, you know, uh, take a few minutes to think about what the significance of it. This week when we had our Thanksgiving meal, I was I was wondering uh, what the first Thanksgiving may have looked like in this country. I can promise you there wasn't a Macy's Day parade. I can promise you that there wasn't a Black Friday deal before Friday. And there probably wasn't as much conversation around the table um, because not everyone understood everyone else's language. But there was an attitude of Thanksgiving because the temperatures were getting colder. And if you go back to our history books, you can see that the first Thanksgiving was birthed with an attitude of Thanksgiving where one culture, one group of people helped another group of people survive. Pretty powerful, probably not as extravagant as what we do every single year, but the foundation of it was very powerful and very true. And it's important for us to go back sometimes and remember what the foundations of these things are. Because when we forget sometimes the foundations, we lose sight of the significance of the actual event today. Um, and I think that works with our faith too. I think sometimes we need to remember that we can get so caught up in the things that we do, whether it's we come to a church or we get involved in things or we go through attendance or participation. And after a while, we kind of forget sometimes what the substance of what we say we believe actually is. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to remember those things today. Um, every year at Bridge for the last few years, we've done what we call a Thanksgiving service. And we do this the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And it's our opportunity to invite you all to share the message. See, most of the time you come on Sunday mornings and the message of what you hear coming from the Word of God comes from the stage. Today we want the message that comes from the Word of God to come from the seats. And we want you all to be a part of that and to share and to give thanks. We see in Scripture in Psalm 9-1, I will give thanks to you, the Lord, with all my heart, the writer says. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. It is a theme that we see all through Scripture, Old Testament and New, that God encourages us to give thanks for what he has done. The past, the present, and the future. It's not just a few scriptures, but it starts all the way back into the Old Testament where they gave thanks. The nation of Israel were encouraged to give thanks for that which God has done for them. Some of you know that they were encouraged to build stones of remembrance or Ebenezer's, which were their markers, so that every generation that came after the previous generation would ask what the marker was for, and the marker would give testimony to God's faithfulness. They would give thanks. If you fast forward into the New Testament, you can see when Jesus took the bread and the juice and they, they sat there for the Last Supper. The scriptures say before he broke the bread, before he drank the wine, he gave thanks unto God. And in the New Testament, if you go to the book of Revelation in chapter 12, the writer says, John says that in the battle and the war that's going on between good and evil, those that are with God overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Testimony is the way that we give thanksgiving today. Because our faith is not just in our heads. Our faith is supposed to be in our hands and the way that we live and the things that God is doing in us and the things that God is doing through us. So this is what I would like you to, 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 to prepare for. Uh, the rest of this service is going to be a combination of worship and of thanksgiving. 
of times where we worship together, we praise God in song, and we just worship and prepare our hearts. And then there are going to be times where Pastor Rob and I are each going to be up here in the front with a microphone, and we're going to uh, encourage you to come and give a word of thanks. What has God done in your life or in others' lives in the last year that you would like to publicly thank him for? Now, I know when we're asking people to come up front and to share, for some of you, that's incredibly overwhelming. You're asking me to get out of the seat and walk up here, and we've had people come up and, you know, shaking. They say something. But can I just encourage you this morning that whatever God puts on your heart for you to share, he may not just be doing it for your sake, but he may be doing it to build someone else's faith here this morning. Because people need to give thanks because our faith is real. Jesus is alive. Amen? He's alive. Do you believe that this morning? He's alive. And if he's alive, he's working. And if he's working, he gives us things that we can recognize in our lives, that we can thank him for publicly so that the church can continue to change the world. That's what we do. And that's why we're here this morning. So do yourselves and others a favor as we go through our prayer and our worship time today. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. What am I going to share this morning? We're going to ask you to think about what you can share. I'm going to ask you to be brief when you share it because we want to give people the opportunity. We're going to do two separate times of sharing today. We're going to do one time after we sing for a few, a few moments, and then we're going to do some more worship time, and then we're going to have a second opportunity to share. Do not wait till the last minute. I know it's hard sometimes for people to take that step, but when we get ready to, to, to share, if God's put something on your heart, come on up and share it. We just ask for you to be brief, but recognize that whatever it is that you share, you're going to be encouraging people in the process. Make sense? So would you join me this morning? We're going to stand today, and we're going to prepare to worship. And here's what I want you to think about as well when we talk about Thanksgiving. Not every word of Thanksgiving that you're going to hear this morning is going to be, I was down, God was good, I'm great, let's praise God. That's one way. But sometimes it's, I'm going through a storm, I'm still going through a storm, God is helping me through the storm, God is great. Does that make sense? Like Thanksgiving is not about our circumstance. It's about how we view our circumstance. So we can thank him when the storms are calm and we can thank him when the waves are rough. Let's just pray and worship him this morning. So Father, we come before you today and God, we just want to open up this place today. We want to open up this place today with a heart of thanksgiving. As we worship you, Lord, I just pray that we would, you would be reminded today before anything else who you are and what you're doing in our lives. God, teach us, please teach us how to walk closer with you and to recognize your hand in everything that we do. Father, we just pray this morning. I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be humbled and our eyes and our ears would be focused on you as we worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's take a few moments and bow our heads and just prepare as the worship team begins to sing and just refocus our lives. After we've come out of our Thanksgiving holiday and all the busyness, let's just take a few moments with our heads bowed and just, just use this time to connect with God. Holy Spirit, we invite you here into our presence, that, that you into, into this place, that your presence would fill this place and that we would hear you and that we would know that you're with us. And then through those things, Lord, we give thanks in return.
may we remember as we give thanks today that your promise still stands and through our testimonies we can be reminded of that this morning. So we open up the microphones to you this morning, church. If you have something that you would like to declare and just say that you're thankful for, you can come to Pastor Rob or myself and we'll hold the mic for you in case you're in case you're nervous. We'll just hold it for you. You don't have to worry about that. And uh, come and share what God has done that you are faithful for. And like I said earlier, it may be a thankfulness that you could say, I was without God and because of God, things are great or things are better. Or it may be, I'm still walking through it and God is with me. There is no formula to this. We just want to encourage you to give thanksgiving to what God has done and what he will continue to do. So the mics are open. you may sit down. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for this opportunity. I have so much to be thankful for. I'll try to be brief. Uh, but we, God is with us, and he proved that to me this year several times. Uh, we trust in him completely in our new home. He put us where we wanted to be, and we love our new home. And so much could have gone wrong, but he did it for us. But I think what really restored my faith, and I have to say restored, was when we went to see the life-size ark and the Creation Museum this year. I've always been a doubting Thomas. When I stood next to that ark and saw all the exhibits inside, I was, I believe. I was an evolutionist, but not anymore. Amen. It was funny last night when it was raining, and I really didn't realize we were going to do this today, but, um, and I was listening to the wind and the rain hitting my window, and I was thinking, I started going to bed, and I always talk to God. Um, I jokingly say, when you live alone, you can talk to him as much as you want. Nobody thinks you're crazy. And I was laying in bed, and I remembered a time a couple years ago, I went down to Philadelphia to feed um, the homeless, and um how humbled I was by seeing that. And there was a lady, and I'm assuming she looked like to be about my age. And the same thing happened that night when I went home. It was raining like that. And I started by just, I was so overwhelmed. And I said, Lord, I have a house. I have a bed. I have a bathroom that I can go to with right across the room. My belly is full. And I realized at the same age that we were, how blessed I was. And I said, Lord, my dad used to say, there for the grace of God go I. And I said, you know what? There's nothing special about me. It's you. That it's you. I could have done the same thing that woman did. I could have been in the same place. But last night I just started thanking him that no matter what, and this year has been a roller coaster of things. And the new line that every year God and I have in line and now it's you got this right God because the minute I get hit with something really hard um, being you know single or it's financial or something like that you know instinctively you want to panic and now it's just like he's given me this you've got this right God and I go it's yours I know you got this you told me to do this this and this and I'm doing it so you got it so I just want to thank him for that and I just praise him Oh, this is harder than it looks sometimes. 
Um, a lot to thank God for this year. Our son, Zach, had a bone marrow transplant over the summer. I'm going to try and get through this without crying because um, I'm grateful for this opportunity just to say thank you to our church family here for um, sacrificially praying and fasting and in so many practical ways seeing us through this year and just loving on our family. So um, I thank God for that and for each of you. But I also want to try to put words to um, thanking him for what he's done personally um, during this season. And I thank him for supernatural healing, and I thank him for the intervention of medicine. And him and I wrestled a lot over that and the difference between that. And I thank him for his faithfulness and his patience. And um, I want to just encourage all of us in that wrestling with God through difficult seasons um, shows us more of his character. I've seen so much more of his character. I think, Roy, you used the words earlier, God with us. Seeing God with us in job, seeing God with others, seeing God with a friend who lost her son in the same procedure. God is so real and he's so faithful. And I thank him for being bigger than my box. I thank him that he has mysteries. I thank him that in those ministries, I've had to wrestle with him and struggle through things with him, but I came out on the other side going, it's not about having all the answers. It's about relationship with him. And I thank him for that. And thank you guys. Uh, I have five children and uh, over the years we've... Uh, invited people to our house for just fellowship and like I would think every holiday somebody who uh, you know maybe they couldn't go home maybe they had uh, you know no family maybe they're widowed and uh, so you know it's just something you know you do and uh, you know kids get older they go to college and they do their own thing but this this uh this Thanksgiving, my daughter brought a friend home, and it was really nice to see that, uh, you know, my children can do something so practical just to bring someone home into your house. And this particular person, you know, like, what's the big deal about a Christmas tree, right? Everybody has a Christmas tree, probably everybody here grew up in their life with a Christmas tree. But this man never had a Christmas tree in his house because of his uh, upbringing. And so my daughter, uh, my wife asked my daughter if it's all right to get a, uh, my daughter wanted to get a uh, ornament, yeah. So we got one in, uh, when we were in Disney, you know, f the, you know first, and then, yeah, first Christmas, they put his picture in there. And he was just so overwhelmed. And, you know, it's, uh, who knows what will happen. But, you know, you accept people because you're human. And they're human. And you don't have to be afraid. Maybe they don't know you're Jesus. Maybe you're worried about your children. They grew up in the church, and they seem like they're, whacked out of their mind but you know God has promised that he will not forsake them 
And uh, you know, the best way to love someone is to accept them and to accept them into your house. And uh, you know, I just want to, you know, thank God. That's a practical lesson for each of us because um, love, mercy, and compassion are the breeding ground for the miraculous. Sometimes we want to see God do great things, and God says, you do something, and then I'll do something. Love, mercy, and compassion. Who else? I'm first going to start off by reading a scripture in 2 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 9. My grace, this is what Jesus is saying. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Though I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in the weakness, in the insults, in the hardships, in the persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This scripture means a lot to me because I've been serving the Lord for a very long time. I was six years old back in 1954. Anybody remember 1954? I didn't think so. Uh, back there's one. And that's when I went to church. In our community, there was a lot of Bible-believing churches. They had, when they had revival services, you would go. And I remember sitting in the EUB church, which no longer exists, and I was there, and the minister was an evangelist traveling all around. And I remember there sitting there as he was telling about his trips and how he was witnessing to people. And he says, you know, this world needs Jesus. You've got to have Jesus. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. And he said, you've got to have him as your savior. Six years old, 1954. I still remember this like it was yesterday. And came up, and that's when I went up and accepted Jesus Christ. Now, saying that, that means 54, 50, 64 years ago, I've been serving the Lord. I've seen good times. I've seen bad times. I've seen most all of it because I am now 70. And I can tell you one thing. No matter the tragedies, the heartaches, the heartbreaks, no matter how bad it gets, no matter if you don't have any food on your table, he is always there to provide. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is the Lord God Almighty, and he will care for you. And I'm one who can speak of this from personal knowledge. And I want you to know that. I want you to hide him in your heart. And hide his word in your heart that you will not sin against him. That you will have the strength and the power no matter what comes your way. Life and death. Nothing can stop you or separate you from Jesus Christ. Remember that. Because I do. Through illnesses, through anything you go through, he is there. I'll give you one example. When I was four years old, I concocted some kind of disease. I don't know what it was. They didn't know. Years later, I found out it was so rare that they used it for a medical test case. They said to my parents, he is going to die. He is not going to live. He's not going to live. He's not going to live. Well, I have news for them. He's still alive and they're all dead. <laughs> Talk about interesting stories. So, but the whole thing is, have Jesus Christ in your heart and hide him there and keep him and hold on and let nothing, nothing interfere with you and him. God bless you.
Yeah, I'd just like to thank him for his faith, or the faith he's put in me and the mindset he's given me. Um, because, yeah, I've had some struggles over the past year and a half. We've had some ups and downs, but, um, man, faith, faith is not let down. I know what my eyes see, but, boy, faith is something to really grab a hold of, and he is faithful. So, amen. Ah, because you have a big heart. I got something. So uh, <laughs> let me spit out what God told me. I'm gonna spill my guts. Um, we serve the the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He is uh, the name above every name. He is the name above cancers. The name above stripes. The name above family problems. The name above everything else. And with that being said, my family is rough. And it's really hard to say that. <laughs> because I don't want to see them like that. I don't want to see them in a hard place. I don't want to see them <laughs> deceived any longer. <laughs> so I'm thankful that the Lord will bring them out that the Lord will show the light. And I'm thankful, and I'm declaring that today because he is faithful, he is patient with us. He doesn't want anyone to see to perish. I'm also thankful for the wife. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. Before we continue in the sharing, um, we're going to pray for your family, okay? Can we do that? So you guys are around him. Can you just surround him a little bit? Anyone that would want to join him, you can do that. We're going to surround him. I want you guys to join me um, and just let's pray for his family, okay? Would you just join me as we just ask that God would just, just reveal what we've seen in this home over the years, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, is we've seen revelation and then we've seen separation. We've seen revelation and then separation. So it's not that God hasn't spoken and done things, but there hasn't been something that's stuck, really, is what we're hearing in that. And that's what we're going to be praying for. So just join me. If you guys would extend your hands just to say, hey, we're with you. And just, I want you guys not just to listen to my prayer, but I want you to pray with us, okay? You can pray to yourself. You can pray quietly. But we're going to pray over your family, Will. And we're just going to ask that God would just bring revelation. Father, we come before you today. And we want to thank you first for being a mighty God. Isn't he a big God, church? He is a big God. And Lord, no one comes to you, your word says, unless the Spirit draws him. So we can't do one thing in our own strength. We can't do one thing. We can't bring someone to you. We can't save anybody, Lord. You are the one that brings the revelation. You are the one that convicts us in our hearts, and you are the one that draws us. You're also the one that sustains us. So, Father, we ask because you said in your word, if we pray anything according to your will, it will be done. And we know it is your will because you are not a God who is slow, as some understand slowness, but you are patient 
salvation, not wanting all to perish, but for all to come to relationship with you. It is your will that every man, woman, and child on this planet know you. And God, we pray over Will's family today. We pray, God, that you would bring the spirit of revelation to his mom and his dad and his sister and his brother and, and the children, Lord. And God, that you would just fill that home, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, as the church continues to seek you, I pray, God, that you would strengthen Will, that you would give him um, a heart of you, Lord, to not just live for you, God, but to be the mouthpiece, Lord, that loves with his actions and his hands and his feet. But God, that there would be such a stirring in the heart of his family, such a stirring in the heart of his family, God, that they would, they would see you and they would be without question. They could look at what's happening around them and say, this is nothing other than the hand of God moving in our lives. God, would you convict them, Lord, not in a, in a condemning way because you're not a condemning God, but draw them to you, I pray. God, I pray that you would just pull their heart to you, Lord, and that they would look nowhere else. And when they look to the left and they look to the right and they're questioning, Lord, which direction they can go, that they echo the words of Peter. That when you asked him who you say I am, he said, you are the Christ, the Holy One of God. God, would you just speak to their hearts today? And I thank you for Will's testimony. And I thank you for his desire to trust you in the midst of all things. Because you are good. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you, guys. Would you join us? We're going to just continue to worship the Lord this morning for a few moments. Let's just stand and worship him again. God's love is greater than anything that we could ever hope for, ask for, and imagine. It doesn't change the fact. If you don't feel like it, can I tell you, you're wrong. I'm wrong when I don't feel like it. It doesn't change the fact that he's always great. And he doesn't just say, praise me when it feels good, and don't praise me when it feels bad. He says, I'm always good. You can trust me. I'm always good. And you may not understand everything. And it doesn't mean everything has, I think it makes, it's wrong when I hear people say, well, God has a purpose in everything. That's not biblical. He uses everything according to his purpose. Doesn't mean that he causes everything in our lives. There's a difference. People see things that are difficult in their lives. Well, God has a purpose for that. Like he's inflicting the pain on you on purpose because he just wants to see what's going to happen. He uses everything in our broken world to bring him glory if we trust in him. Does that make sense? That's what we need to be trusting him for this morning and we need to recognize. So we're going to open it up again for more sharing. If you're here this morning, you can have a seat again. If you're here and you would like to share and just share some of the good things that God's doing, come on up. Again, we're going to hold the mics for anybody that's nervous. We're good. So uh, come on up, Cam. Jim, you want to arm wrestle? All right. How many of you saw the sun or the, uh, the full moon the other night? Yeah, when we sang that song, that's what came to mind because there's something about seeing the amazing beauty that drives us to our creator. And the full moon was an example of that. But that's not why I'm up here. This morning we, we've talked about and we've sang about the amazing character of God. And just like Pastor Paul said, you know, the character of God does not change when our circumstances change. And like Diane said, um, yeah, this past summer in walking through the bone marrow transplant with Zachary, um, one of the things that God really spoke to me was witnessing and, and the privilege of witnessing part of the character of God. And part of that character is his willingness and his desire to restore. 
And God is in the business of redeeming and restoring what is broken. And we were able to witness that in a physical, uh, in a physical viewpoint. Um, but most importantly, God wants to do that in the spiritual realm also. He wants to restore those relationships that are broken. Um, he wants to restore those hurts that we have. And um, yeah, I, I, I just want to speak to the character of God and thank him that he does restore. He is a God of redemption. to say I've walked with the Lord for a number of years and uh, you know I've seen God working in my life, working in my family and my wife and my together as husband and wife and uh, I've known over the years that God wanted me to go further and to walk and I have resisted some things that I know that I should have done should have been doing and uh, I have to say this past year has been a year where God has raised me to another level only because I said, Lord, I'm ready. He didn't force me to do anything, but I knew what I had to do and I felt it was time for me to stop procrastinating. Uh, I have grown in my own estimation that uh, I reach new heights in understanding God's love and his character far more than I knew before. And uh, he has blessed me along the path of my walk all these years with him but getting to know him in that bible from cover to cover i see god's love for all of us i see my love and my love for him has increased and i encourage each one of you to do the same check him out he's good cover to cover i tell you this past holiday god has blessed me and my family i have three kids all adults who accepted Christ when they were younger, all three walked away from the Lord. That broke my heart, broke my, my wife's heart as well. Over the years, I asked myself why. Was it something that we did, something that I did? We couldn't put our finger on that, whatever it was. And we talked to our kids, we conjoled them to no avail. But you know, last year, my youngest son came back to Christ. Oh, what a blessing. We were, oh, we were just filled with joy. This past Chris, I mean, this past uh, Thanksgiving, my oldest son, we had a long talk, and he told me he has Christ back into his heart again. You know, you don't know what it does. <laughs> Kids return to the Father. We are so blessed. We have one more to go. I haven't given up. My wife, we haven't given up. It's not by my timetable or by my schedule that my kids will follow the Lord, but it's by His. And we can set the example. Will, don't give up on your parents. Don't give up. Keep praying. Where the Lord leads you to encourage them by words or by deeds, you walk that path. God will bless you. He has blessed us. For everyone else, please hear what I say. Thank you.
not sure where to even start, except God is so faithful. Um, back in January, I had a knee replaced, and I headed back to work three months later. I worked one week and could not do it. Um, I hurt myself one, in that one week that I was back, and long story made short, um, I lost my job because I could not handle lifting 350 pounds, and um, there was no unemployment because they offered me a job that was on the weekend, and I want to be in church on the weekend, I want to be with my family on the weekend. Um, the Lord says, trust me, trust me. And I fought with him for a whole week. And I don't remember having such an um, unhappy week in almost my whole life, even when my mother was killed when I was 12. Uh, no, I, this was, I was battling with God. And I know for all the years that I've served him, I know that he was in control. And I know that he knew what was best. But I battled him. And that was, I think I probably was the worst wife and mother and grandmother <laughs> that there was that week because I was fighting with God. But God wasn't fighting me back. He was speaking gently to me and saying, you can't do this, but I've got it. It's like Kathy said, I've got it. God's got it. We just had that in our lessons last month. God's got it. Regardless of what problem or what trial or what struggle you're going through, God's got it. But we've got to give it to him and let him control it. Because I was trying to control my life. But God, I've, I've not worked. I, I've got to work to make ends meet. We can't make ends meet with both of us working. How are we going to make ends meet with me not working? Um, I'm thinking back, you know, workman is worthy of his hire. You know, how can I sit back and not expect to go out and work and yet still expect God to provide. He did. He does. He is. We were able to pay everything off except our, our um, home equity loan. Everything has been paid and I'm not working. I'm not bringing in any income. God has taken care of all of these things. So regardless of what your challenge is in life, whether it be health or whether it be unsaved children, which we're praying for too, whatever it is, God's got it and he'll take care of it. We have to be vessels and willing to let him use us. And it's, it's just amazing. I just, I can't thank him enough. I stand every time I come to pay bills, they're paid. We haven't had that in years. They're paid, and we have no income. I can't explain it. There is no explanation except that God has it. So regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what's happening in your life today, he's got it. But don't be like I was. Don't fight him. Let him take control. Let him handle those situations, and he will. And glory to his name for all he does. Two more. Two more. Come on up to me. So I have to say this been this has been the most incredible year of my life. Um, I went through a lot of changes and God's just been really there for me, like every day. Um, I've learned like how much He loves me and just how much He wants us to ask us for things. He wants us to ask Him for things. Um, 
So I've been praying a lot um, to him about my family. And we, we went from like my family not talking to me to calling me and asking me questions about God. And I've been just like so blessed and thankful for like every day that he's been there for me. Um, also, uh, a few weeks ago, I started praying about the holidays. I hate holidays. And I was like, God, I don't know what to do about the holidays. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do those days. And he blessed me so much. I got not one invitation, but four invitations. <laughs> um, and I already have an invitation for Christmas. So I've just been like, I was like, thank you, God. Like, this has just been the most amazing holiday season. And just reminds me of how much he loves us. I heard a song on the way to church this morning, and it's Undone by Kim Walker-Smith, and it just really got to me, and it says, you're stronger than my doubting, your love finds me when I hide. And even when I try to live without you, you're always kind. When you cried out from the garden, let your will be done, not mine. When you look at the weight of my mistakes, so I don't have to fight them. Now I let the sun rise on every scar and every sign of when you took this bruised and dying soul and breathe life back into it. I am so thankful because I thought of some major, major choices that I had made over my life, and I can't even believe that I made them, but they're covered. I'm thankful that God sent my husband into my life. I was 15. He was 17. I was going down the worst path. God bless my mother. She never gave up, but I was going down a really bad path and hanging out with some um, kids that I should have never been with. Of course, she didn't know it because I would sneak, and my husband came into my life, and my knight in shining armor and I know that he is going to be safe because God sent him to me and I love in the mornings almost every morning before he leaves for work he says please pray for me today and I know that it's coming and I'm just so thankful Really, David? <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys are the last two. Then no more sharing in Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. Now, isn't it? Listen, are, are your hearts encouraged? Seriously, are your hearts encouraged to hear what God's doing? This is good. This is what it means to be over, overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Our testimony builds our faith. So go ahead, Perla. You can, you can go first. And then, and then David, and then we're going to go back to a couple other songs, okay? I have a lot of things to be grateful. You know, my first in the list is this church because here is my family. Um, I was like uh, thinking about 2016 was the worst year in my life, but it wasn't because 2017 was worse and this year was worse. I received anyway too much of his love, encouragement, little things, big hints, miracles. I just don't receive what I want. It's not in my hands, it's in her hands. 
and I, and I know he's faithful, he's there, and I know I am pretty sure could be worse. Maybe someone of you knows my situation, and you can say like, oh, that is miserable life, but it's not, because each time I have some proof like I am going now, right now, God kiss me in other ways. And that's why I feel he's still here. And I'm still there. I lose many things, but I don't lose my faith. Actually, I increase my faith. And I know she will back because she's her, her daughter. He loved her before I love her. I know she have a, a beautiful life for her and for my son and for little faith great I am so grateful for you and believe me when sometimes I feel like this is too too much or oh, it's horrible I remember my past or my husband past and was worth it because I wasn't half you I don't have any other people who can help help me like you help her and I know for Amara and for Vida you are a key in their lives don't give up thank you for each second time money you invest in our family because it's worthy believe me if you if you wasn't in our life we'll be done and maybe at that time I will lose them but if I keep them and I know where is Sheena right now it's because of you thank you God bless you yeah me and uh, my family we should be thankful for a lot of things especially growing up um, I had polio God healed me from that And I'm not as good as Pastor Matt, but I can still play soccer. <laughs> And um, we've been through um, visa issues where I had to, might have had to go back in 2007, but God has brought us through that. And several things I could say. I drive crazy even in India, and I should have died a couple of times. I've literally seen, I've felt that God moved me in the other direction. <laughs> And so on. But right now... Uh, we're going through stuff. Um, I lost my job, uh, and uh, Deepa's aunt uh, passed away a few weeks ago as well. So Deepa's going through a tough time, having to deal with, uh, with that loss, as well as being with a jobless guy at home. <laughs> But God's been with us, and he has never let us down, and he is going to take care of things, and um, he's faithful. And we praise God for all that he's done for us, and he's going to do. Thank you. David, and I am very thankful uh, this year. Um, had some struggles with our family with health, and me in particular with my back, and uh, the enemy doesn't want me to say that I'm thankful. He wants me to wait till I'm all the way better, but I'm thankful now. I'm thankful now that God is healing me, and I'm very thankful. And I'm also thankful for all the friends and family that I have who have helped me uh, and continue to offer help. And uh, as we celebrate four years of coming here to Bridge, Uh, so thankful for our church family here 
And in particular, I want to be uh, thankful for uh, Mission Lansdale. Um, it's a fantastic uh, time where I really feel my family has grown and a fantastic opportunity to love the people of our community. And God's doing amazing things. So I'm very thankful. God is good. Last year, um, my sister was having some health problems, and um, they found a tumor on her spine, which sounds really scary, and it was right around Christmas, and you know what? God was just really faithful throughout the entire process. He kept us all calm, and he really helped me to help her not be fearful. And we made it through, and she's doing really, really well. She had to have surgery um, in December of last year. She went through physical therapy, and she's doing awesome. Um, also during that time, my mom, some of you might know, has been uh, struggling with stage 4 breast cancer for like the past three years. So in addition to helping my mom, bringing her to treatments and um, doing all that, uh, my family just kind of felt burdened by having to make all these appointments and do all this stuff. And um, our faith really just carried us through. And my mom, um, she will never be cancer-free, uh, but there's no evidence of disease in her body anymore. So praise God for that. Um, my sister, like I said, is doing really well. Um, but sometimes we just feel like so overwhelmed <laughs> by some of the challenges and medical um, things that we face. My husband's, uh, my mother-in-law is um, also this year got diagnosed with cancer. So it's kind of been like one thing after another, but we haven't felt overwhelmed. We've continued to look to God and continue to pray and really even bringing our son into it. Um, he prays for his Mimi and his Graham every night, and he's faithful about it. And he sees them um, getting better. So it not only our relationship with God has just grown throughout the process, but it's also helped him to see God's faithfulness as well. since I've been in Pennsylvania. But I want to go back in some time and, and share a couple of things that were really miracles in my life. One of them was um, I had no income. I had a little bit less than $5 and no hope. I prayed. I got up in my sofa and kind of curled up, and I talked to the Lord from my heart the innocent, and, and searched it with, to see what I really wanted to say. And I asked him, I told him, I said, I'll go, I'll go to the streets if that's what's gonna happen to me. I will, I'll go and maybe there's a mission there for me. But I said, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And I said, I could sure 
I could sure use a cow right now to come off the hills. And I, um, I felt this peace that came all over me just like a blanket. And I don't know, I just got up and I went to bed. I slept really well and I got up the next morning and I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no resources at all. Um, and I went into the, the dining room and looked at my mail, which I hadn't felt like opening. And uh, I picked up a letter from New York. It was one of the companies that I worked with as a designer, and um, they wanted me to call the credit department. <laughs> and I thought, oh. <laughs> but I just, I, I thought about my Lord, my Jesus that would help me. And I called them, and to make the story short, two people had paid a bill, a, a very, uh, it's a very prominent, very expensive wallpaper and fabric company. And um, it turned out that I was the one that paid the bill that shouldn't have paid the bill. And I did, it's too long a story to tell how much I did to make sure that it belonged to me. But then at the end I said, how much? How much is it? And it was close to $5,000. They returned it overnight to me and it kept me for three months still alive. And the next time, I, I wanna say this and I know it's a little bit long, but the next time I, after the three months, I prayed again and I told the Lord, since I was a designer, I didn't know the computer, I didn't know how to hardly interview. And I said, if you, if you don't want me to work, again, maybe there's something else, but I said, um, if you do, I said, would you just send someone to, to offer me a job, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but that next day, within 24 hours, a courier came to my house with a letter that offered me a job for a good salary, and it was incredible. It was incredible. So that's something that's in the past, and I have many stories, but that, that I wanted to share right now is quite it's a treasure. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say that this um, year God has taught me that it's okay to lean on his love and he's shown me that through prayer, um, through the leadership here at Bridge Community Church and I just wanted to encourage you that if you ever need prayer, whether it's through the leadership here um, in kids ministry or even through community groups, but specifically through the people that are at the front of the church here, anytime I ever had any problem, whether it was health related, family related, um, financial related any kind of problem or you know even just to rejoice with someone just to hold a hand that they always were acceptant and loving and kind and um, God came through every single time and he just told me that it's okay to lean on me I love you and um, I'm here for you so he does listen and he does love through prayer and um, come get prayer at Bridge Community Church <laughs>
you look familiar. Are you related? Yes. Yes, I know. I'm just. <laughs> Hi, my name's Sheila, and actually, I'm Cecilia's mom. Um, and it's really beautiful to see um, Christ um, and His victory uh, through the generations. And it's really been a blessing to me to be a part of this church. Um, I've been blessed by each pastor. Um, it's really quite just breathtaking, actually. Um, God's love has really brought me through a lot. Um, I'm very thankful for his word. And uh, the fruits of the spirit, which are growing in all of us abundantly, as he gives them freely. Um, I'm so thankful for his wisdom, who has taught me so much. Um, I can't really say enough about how deep you can go into him, um, but he allows you to <clears throat> search his heart, <clears throat> excuse me, and to get to know him. <clears throat> and he just wants everyone to know about his love and how deeply he loves us and how much he wants us to come close to him daily. And I'm just so thankful that I can live abundantly in him and depend on him daily um, and be able to spread his word and his love through my job and in this community. Um, and I really am thankful that he's allowed me to speak out and to learn to decree things under the name of Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful that he's letting me learn about the authority we have and not to misuse it, but to use it properly and to see how sovereign he is and how majestic he is. It's just been such a blessing to be part of the church and um, even though I'm only able to come a few times a month, um, it's really just been a blessing to me. Um, I had a healing here at one time, and I really felt um, the Father's love from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. And I was completely healed in my shoulder, which a doctor told me I was going to have to um, have major surgery. And I said, well, I'll try prayer first. And he said, okay. <laughs> So I called him back and I said, I just want to let you know that I definitely don't need the surgery. And he said, thanks for calling me back. I've seen miracles before. So I just thank God for all the miracles that he does do every day. Um, they're there. They're happening. It's all around the world. Um, the people that I listen to, um, this church, Global Awakening, all the ministries and miracles that I've seen, uh, I know I'll continue to see more because there is more. And I just thank God for this opportunity to bless his name and to bless each and every one here and let you guys know that there is more and his love is just infinite. It's just, I wish I could have a word for it. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We're gonna continue with the atmosphere of worship. And I thought, what better way to transition that than to talk about the love of God than to sing about the love of God. So if you would just stand again as we continue to worship God this morning, let's just worship him in song.
you have a story or something you want to give thanks for, we want to invite you to come up now and share. Um, I just want to be say that I'm so grateful for this church. When Phil and I moved to this area, we're literally going through the phone booth and like go to a place and that's not for us and it's not for us. And it's very intimidating coming to a new church. I don't know if you, some of you are new here today, but you don't know where to go in, what kind of things they're going to wear, so it's kind of intimidating, but, and a lot of times we went to places and nobody even said hi to us, we even went to a pastor's breakfast and the pastor didn't even, like, come to our table or say hi to us or anything, so I remember I was pregnant with um, Summer, and I was, like, eight months pregnant, and I was driving to work, and I physically started getting, like, angry in my spirit, and I, um, I just started fighting out loud with God, saying, you know, we don't have a home church when this girl is born. It's your fault because we are doing everything we can to find a home church. And so I turned on the radio, and actually Pastor Paul was on the radio. <laughs> and he was talking to our former pastor at CLC, and I wrote down the address, and um, we came to church, and everybody was so welcoming. And I remember, because uh, I was so pregnant, Barb Thomas walked me to the bathroom. <laughs> I had to go like two times during the service. And it was just a blessing. Phil and I didn't even say anything to anyone because we, we didn't want to jinx it because it felt like, felt home to us. And it still does to this day. And I'm so grateful that my daughters can have grown up in this church. And Summer's now 15. If you haven't met that girl, introduce yourself because she's on fire for God. And I am grateful. I'm going to, you can come up, Susan. You just have a seat and give me two seconds because what an awesome testimony. I'm going to say one thing, Heather, that you said that I just want to encourage people with. God plants people in families. And sometimes families are small, sometimes families are big. But when you talked about before Bridge was Bridge, the CLC part of the church, when my wife and I first came to the church, at that moment, that Sunday, the pastor was on vacation, the worship leader was on vacation, and there were 14 people in the whole church. And my daughter, at that point, which was not even a year old, was the only child there. And we walked out of that place saying, God, we found the home. And I'm from a church of 2,500 people, so it's not like it's a preference thing. We walked out of a place where there were 14 people, and we said, God, you're planning us here for a purpose, and we know it, and we sense it. So isn't that something worth being thankful for? Isn't that awesome? Great testimony. Come on up, Susan. Hi, and I'm just here to bridge off of what Heather just said. Um, Ed and I have been um, searching for a home, and as happy as we are together, we still have this void in our lives, and we just didn't feel like we belonged. And um, we tried different churches as well. And um, one day, Ed was online looking around, searching, and he said, hey, you know, I, I listened to this pastor, Pastor Paul, and um, listened to his sermon, and I think I like him. Let's give that church a try. And so um, we did. And, you know, since February, we've been coming here regularly. And, you know, even though we're all so diverse, you, you look around and we come together and we share you know, one thing in common, and that's God's love, and um, we're just so glad to be a part of this church family, um, and we look forward to getting to know all of you even more. Um, I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it, but still, I mean, I love that part. Over the weekend, I had a little bit of time to meditate on Thanksgiving. And 
you know, because of the cross, we can all call ourselves sons and daughters of the living God. How cool is that? And I look at my gang, my, my circle. I got, uh, I, got, I got kids that don't have fathers, never even met their father. But because of that cross, they got the best daddy in the world. Last year, about this time, I was going through a uh, struggle with my back, and uh, I won't go into great detail. I've experienced back problems for 30 or more years, and I had surgery in 2009, and just looking for the Lord's direction as to what we could do to, to help me, because uh, it was getting pretty bad. Anyway, through a series of God moments, um, he led me to... Uh, uh, a doctor, a, neuro, a neurosurgeon, and, and through Penn Medicine down in Philly, um, which never expected to ever get in there, um, but through a series of events, um, he led me through, ended up there, and uh, praise God, I'm standing pretty straight today, <laughs> and uh, uh, walking, uh, standing here really essentially pain-free, so... I'm not saying it's always that way, but uh, I, I, you know, and being self-employed, it was challenging because, uh, you know, I was the only income in our family, and uh, uh, so scheduling things, and uh, one thing I do want to say is I'm so thankful for my wife. She uh, took care of all the insurance stuff that was mentioned before and all the headaches that that can be, and uh, um, so I just want to thank her personally for that. Um, so, but uh over, over the years, there's been other challenges in our family and life, and God's been faithful. And uh, um, I, there's so many ways that, that I fail each day. Um, and uh, they talked about the love of God. And I just wanted to read a quote that um, I had, I'm not even sure where I heard this before, but um, it says, We cannot know the depth of Jesus' love unless we are willing to face the fact that he knows us completely. Otherwise, we are fooled into believing he must love the people we pretend to be, not the sinners we actually are. And uh, I, there's so many things that uh, I could go into. I'll keep it brief, but uh, um, just uh, continue to lean on God, learning to learning His grace and His love. And um, just again, I thank you for my wife because uh, she's keeping us all together. So, <laughs> so thank you. My name is Tara. I have one brother um, named Brandon, and in 2005, on his way to school in Texas, he was in a car accident, and he what became a quadriplegic. Um, he was 20 at the time, and he was about to finish his um, pilot's license and so forth, so he was going to be a pilot and an aviation engineer. So his life was kind of cut off at that point and his girlfriend at the time who had been with him for a long since he was 16 left him and so we watched him go through rehab and um, he was able to rehab enough that he can you know drive a modified car and he has a job he's still you know quadriplegic but he ha just has impairment in all four limbs but he can use them somewhat so for a long time you know I prayed to God 
to bring him someone. And I will admit that maybe five or six years in, I kind of stopped because it just felt like our prayers weren't really being answered. You know, first we prayed that he would walk again and that didn't happen. Um, you know, then we prayed, we would, our prayers would get less and less and less and less as time went by because you ask yourself, you know, where, what, where is God? Why would he allow this to happen? So here we are, 2018, and my brother has bought his own house. He still supports himself through a very good job with a very faithful and loyal employer who understands his needs and is kind to him. And he met somebody a year and a half ago, a wonderful woman named Mary Kate, and she's a nurse. And they are getting married this March. And so my brother has found, found that partner to be there with him. And I'm just going to be very frank with you. Last summer, you know, we went somewhere with my brother. And my brother had an accident, okay, because he doesn't have full control. And so when this happened, you know, you know, we had to leave. We had to find a shower. We had to wash his clothes. And as I'm helping him with that, I was thinking, Lord, bring him somebody who will be there for him through this. And he did. And so I just want to thank you, God, today for Mary Kate and for the commitment that she's making to care for my brother for the rest of his life. And I thank you for answering the prayers that I stopped praying. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Um, my, uh, I want to thank God because he never... He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Even when our prayers don't get answered, I've been praying for my family for a long time. They're still not saved. The, um, you know, when the enemies are the enemies in your own house, it's hard to live with people sometimes that don't think the way you do, that they don't have the same values that you do. Um, and it can get discouraging sometimes. But this summer, God, um, it, was a, it was a miracle. I got to take a road trip to Michigan got out of that circumstance for a week. I was with godly people. I, he just refreshed me. I came back on fire and um, I, I refocused my, my eyes, not on my family, not on my circumstances, but on him and what he can do. And I am expectant. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. And, and it's not like it's perfect all the time because I can get frustrated. I was frustrated just during that snowstorm the other day. I was just not happy, and um, God sent Rachel Oberholzer just walking down the street just to say hi and give me a hug, and I was like, okay, God, you've got it, and you're, you've got it under control, so I just want to thank him because he does. He sees your circumstances. He knows who you are. He loves you. He loves each and every one of you, and even if it doesn't look like um, your prayers are getting answered, he's moving. He's working things out, and he's working in you at the same time. So be thankful and praise him in all circumstances because he's worthy. You can follow. Jen. Jen, we did this in the first service and there was someone that came up. You can sit down. It's okay. It's okay. You, the chair is good. Um, someone came up in the first service with the same situation that they've been praying for years to see their family have an awakening. 
And uh, we don't want to continue on in our service today without praying for your family again. We're praying for your husband, praying for your sons, praying for your daughters, praying for everybody. And you've continued to be faithful through all this. God, hears your prayers, and we want to do that today. So, Pastor Rob, would you pray for her? And, and just as a church, if you're around her and you would just surround her, they can have a couple people that would come near her that would just agree with her. And then if you would just extend your hand with me, um, it's not superpowers here, guys. This is, we extend our hand to say, it's not about us. We agree with you. And we are going to pray over her that God would answer and save her family. Father, we just thank you for Jen, God, and we thank you for the fire and of, of your Holy Spirit you've placed inside of her, Lord. And God, I pray right now for her husband and her boys, her whole family, Lord. God, you know exactly where they're at. God, the you know exactly what they're going through. God, you see Jen's heart and her desire for them to follow you. And Father, we know that your Holy Spirit draws. And Father, I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit would draw in their hearts. God, that you would you would begin to place people and coincidences in their path. God, where they see you more than they see anything else. God, that they see your, your love and your Holy Spirit and your guidance in their lives. God, I pray that you would draw them to yourself. Father, I pray that you would just give Jen wisdom as she as she lives. God, would you give her peace? God, would you let the fruits of the Spirit just overflow in her life as she walks daily around them? And God, that they would see your light through her. Lord, I pray that you would continue to draw them to you. God, we're looking for a miracle, and we know that you can do it. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to have two more. If two more people would like to share anything, would you just be, be willing to come up? Do you want to share too? <laughs> Hello, my name's Kaylor. Um, I just want to thank God for his faithfulness. About a year ago, God spoke to me and said that I have to prepare myself for my second child. That's my husband over there. <laughs> and I was freaking out, and I didn't tell him. And I thought every month I was, like, pregnant because I started getting all these pregnancy symptoms, and there's, like, no way that I can be pregnant because I was on the highest form of birth control. So I was like, Lord, I, I didn't want to talk to my husband about it because I was scared and I didn't do anything about the birth control, but he was like, I'm God and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So I went to my doctor and I was telling her my fears and I was like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. She's like, no, Kayla, there's like no way you're going to be pregnant. Trust me, you're overreacting and all this stuff. And um, a month later, I ended up being pregnant and that's July, so I'm pregnant now, and we're having our second kid, and it's been really rough, and emotionally up and down and all over the place, and, you know, I don't think it's the right time to have a second kid, but for some reason, God has put this gift in our lives, and he's just faithful with those little things, so I know he's going to continue to be faithful with bringing peace and joy with this gift that he's going to bring. Um, so it's been hard, but I know he's faithful, and I have to hold on to that, and I'm just thankful for that. Thank you for sharing. I'm going to say this again. I said it in the first service. I'll say it again. I've heard people say many times um, about God, um, God, saying it wrong. I said it better in the first service. I'm not saying it all in the second. He uses all things for the glory of his purpose. People, people, we need to believe that he uses them. To say that God causes everything 
to say that God is responsible for everything is not necessarily true because he doesn't necessarily just inflict things on us. But what he does is he takes every circumstance, every situation, and if we give it back to him, he's the one that shows us, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You can trust me. You can trust me. I will walk you through this. And he will use every situation to our good as we trust him and we, we, we allow him to work in us and through us. That's encouraging. So be encouraged, Kaylor. Be encouraged. God's got it, and it's going to be the greatest joy. That little baby, I don't know if you know what you're having yet, and I'm not asking you to share if you do, but all I'm going to say in that situation is that watch out. Little powerhouse is on the way. And that's a great thing. Remember that. Because there's going to be a story one day of you saying, I didn't know what I was going to do. And that little baby is going to be a grown-up. And you're going to see what God's going to do through that baby. So remember that. One more one more testimony. Anyone want to share? One more opportunity. Miss Lacey, would you like me to come to you? All right, I'll come to you. You got to stand up, though. Go ahead. Okay, so... Um Everyone's crying. I can't take it. <laughs> but um, I just kind of wanted to share. Um, I just, I love God so much. Um, over these, like, past couple of years, um, I've been starting going to youth group. And um, for a while, I kind of just felt, like, left out. I wasn't sure, like, where I belonged friendship-wise or um, anything like that. And um, this past January just like really broke through for me for a lot of people. And I became really close with a lot of people and um, a lot of things happened. I joined um, the worship team at youth group. I joined the prayer team here for service. And I just wanna thank God so much for all the friends that I have because we've been through so much together. And youth group is just like so lit for all of us all the time. And we're just always so on fire. And I love just like having them near me every step of my life and um, staying just faithful throughout school, at home. Um, I have a lot of friends at school who are not saved and it's really difficult to try to get them to come here. They're really stubborn, but um, it's because of this place and because of all the people here that I keep going and it would not be happening without you guys. So I just thank you and love you so much. Yes, for all you students, you did hear Lacey just say, if you want to get lit, come to the student ministries. That's what she just said. So I'm taking it a little out of context, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> can you stand with me, please? Um, we're going to continue to worship God this morning. And I just want to speak specifically to those that are out there that are in the midst of struggles, those that are in the midst of heartache, those that are in the midst of, of pain or battles right now. And I just want you to be reminded of this. I said earlier, I'm going to say it again. The work at the cross accomplished it all. There is no end question mark in terms of who's in charge of the universe. It was the work of, of Christ on the cross. The scripture says, because he died on the cross, a sinless sacrifice, the separation between man and God has been restored, which means we can, as he says in Romans 8, boldly approach the throne of grace, not with arrogance, with confidence not in who we are, but in who in Christ is. Does it make sense? We can do that. It doesn't mean God gives us everything we want. It means he never will abandon us. It means he will always draw us closer to him and everything that we need is available to us through Christ. In Isaiah 53, it says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and by the wounds that he 
paid for on the cross, we are healed. And we need to remember that this morning, that if you're in a hard place and you're wrestling through difficult things, be reminded that you're not gonna be the one and I'm not gonna be the one that does the fighting. The closer we stay to Jesus, the more we will see him work because he's the one that fights for us, amen? Let's sing that together.